This is KYUK, public radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Francisco Martinez-Cuello. Two snow machiners are recovering from severe frostbite after being rescued by the Alaska Army National Guard in the Johnson River area near Tuntutuliak on Valentine's Day, February 14th. We accepted the mission. That's Chief Warrant Officer 3 Brian Cruz, pilot in command of the UH-60L Blackhawk helicopter that was recently stationed in Bethel. We launched about 10.30. We started, uh, we linked up. It was our crew with the National Guard in our helicopter working in coordination with state troopers. After learning the two men were overdue, the Alaska State Troopers requested assistance from the Alaska Rescue Coordination Center at Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson. The Coordination Center then reached out to the Army National Guard Aviation Battalion headquarters at Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson, who then tasked the Bethel crew with the mission. Crews picked up Alaska State Trooper Zachary Huckstep before beginning the search about 35 miles southwest of Bethel. It was uh, myself and another pilot, one crew chief, and then um, uh, we uh, carried the, one of the state troopers. But sometimes they need additional help. The recruiter across the road, he'll come help, just extra eyes in there to help look for somebody. Um, but typically we'll fly with three and any additional help we can get we'll take when, I mean, especially in these temperatures when life's on the line, it's... All the, all the eyes you can have, the better, because time's pretty critical at that point. Cruz, Huckstep, Chief Warrant Officer 2 Morgan Osborne, the co-pilot, and Staff Sergeant Caleb Henry, the crew chief, searched the area until they found the first man near the mouth of the Johnson River. We saw him a couple miles out, went in, and he ended up flagging us down, verified it was him, so we found a spot to land, sat down. Um, uh, the state trooper he had with us was uh, Trooper Huckstep. He, he got out when talked to the guy, helped him up. He looked pretty rough. He was limping pretty bad. And my crew chief went over and they helped get him in the aircraft and appeared to have some frostbite. He said his hips hurt and he was been out there since one o'clock in this cold weather, 15 below. The team coordinated with Kenai Flight Service and the tower to arrange an ambulance to transport the injured to the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta Regional Hospital in Bethel. And then uh, we launched out for round two to look for the other one. The crew received information that Bethel Search and Rescue found the second individual and brought him back to town. We didn't know what his condition was, so we decided to go to Tuntatuliac. We landed. It sounded like a clinic wouldn't be able to treat his frostbite anyway, so at that point it's still life limb or eyesight. This guy was in pretty bad shape. Um, He's getting hypothermic. He may have had a broken bone, I don't know. but So he was came back out to the airport and we just rushed him back here. Both men received treatment at YKHC. It's huge for the community. and. I was actually getting ready to do my crew swap yesterday when we got the call. And uh, my other two here, they're, they're both from Anchorage, and they jumped all over it. We can help the community. Let's go. We'll push our flights back. They were all about it. It's, it's just the whole Alaska one team thing. I mean, everybody's working together. The Alaska Army National Guard Aviation Facility has had the Blackhawks since February 4th, 2023. And the guardsmen there hope to continue flying around the YK Delta through the spring. And their presence has benefited the region, from humanitarian assistance during Typhoon Murbach to search and rescue missions like this one. At the aviation facility in Bethel, I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. The cold wave hitting the region prompted a warning from a city official at this week's city council meeting. Bethel city manager Peter Williams reminded residents to conduct water and sewer pipe inspections before it gets cold. 
The biggest uh, problem we have is people not paying attention to them. So you need to inspect them uh, regularly in a cold weather. R- right at the moment with it being minus 14, if you have a weak spot in your system, it's it's going to get a little bit colder and a little bit, the pipes or whatever are going to get a little bit colder and a little bit colder and a little bit colder. And um, and all of a sudden you've got no water. So it's, it's a kind of a matter of, uh, you need to uh, do some maintenance checks regularly, when, when, especially when it's down to in the minus 14s. The homeowner is responsible for anything past the main line the city runs, and repairs are expensive. And the big problem in Bethel is that we don't really have a, a plumber here that people can phone. I mean, it's kind of word of mouth and who can help, you know, you, you know ask a neighbor, do you know somebody that can help me out, and so forth. Um, but just picking up and looking in the yellow pages for a plumber is pretty hard to do. So that's why checking on this regularly before you get have a problem is so important. Replacing pipes isn't cheap, and waiting until the spring thaw isn't much of an option. But residents can pay close attention to their water and sewer connections. At City Hall, I'm Francisco Martinez Guayo. It's Friday afternoon, the 10th of February. The forecast called for heavy snow in Bethel, with temperatures reaching 10 below. Two teenagers are passing the time outside after school, building igloos near the dorms of the Ute Norient Learning Center. It's a study in engineering, architecture, and history. Ignatius Hunter is a 17-year-old senior from Quinnahawk. Tom Jimmy is a 16-year-old freshman from Nunapichuk. Both are students at KLA, the Kuskokwim Learning Academy. Let's walk with them. Hi, my name is Ignatius Hunter. Hi, my name is Tom Jimmy. We started building it on Friday and then continued <clears throat> continued on, or continued today, rebuilt it. Oh, no. After after it almost fell on us, we started to think it over and rebuilt the whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty tough just putting it all back together. Good. But yeah, we did it. Oh, we decided decided to build an igloo with all the parts. We saw all those chunks of snow that hardened. When they were holding up fine, we decided to make one. Yeah, like something to do. More something to do better than staying inside. The first one we built can only fit three people. Kind of small, but it's still good. Yeah, it's like... Tall as five seven, and the second igloo we built is like can fit like like five people now. And it's much more much more harder and bigger pieces, and had to be more careful with what we had to put down on the sides. Uh, this is my second time building an igloo, second time experience how to build one, and then. The first time we built one was um, small, cramped, but still it held up. Yeah, this is my first first experience. This is like the coolest thing ever, like how it looks because of the sun inside. Oh. Yesterday we were out three hours in the wind and all that snow that was blowing. Kind of hard to stay stay good when we were building in those uh, windy, windy and snowy weather. 
Yeah, it was pretty cold outside, like really windy and cold. And yeah, and then until today it was really pretty good out. I think we're just gonna chill in here, chill in here and talk. If someone's having a bad day, just tell them to come out here. Yeah, it's like peace and quiet in here. It's like something to do, like how cool it is to see in here. The lighting at night would be pretty, pretty great. Seeing all the light going in through the walls. Yeah. The colors you can see really pretty. Like you can see them, them moving around, like through the cracks in the walls. It seems like mostly we're self-taught about building igloos and seeing how those pieces go together, make them fit. We used a shovel and a knife to smoothen the edges out and making them fit. And in our shades, just to keep the s- snow out of our eyes. If all the pieces fall back together, we all can put them all back together by by helping each other. And then use another piece for to cover the entrance so the cold will not go in. Yesterday we worked for three to four hours. When we started to getting tired and cold, we went inside to have coffee and warm up a bit. After we got warm enough, we came back out and started building again. Yeah, we had it. Like when we get cold, we'd always go in back inside and quickly eat something for um something to get more better and no more laziness. My name is Ignatius Hunter and thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Tom Jimmy and thank you for joining us when we built the igloo. Inside an igloo by the Ute Dorms in Bethel. I'm Francisco Martinez Quayle. This is KYUK News. I'm Francisco Martinez Quayle. Kuyana for listening. Please share your news tips comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for News Yuktun coming up.